Buongiorno Bianconeri, welcome back to the All UV Cast channel. Turin is black and white, baby, as it should be and as it has been for an extremely long time. Well done to the lads getting the job done for two. That first half was... Uh, crazy a wild one we're gonna tackle the entire game obviously go through the highlights and there's so many talking points in this one we had uh, a debut from Barinecia. we had max pulling some strings we're gonna talk about allegri we're gonna talk about danilo for god's sakes uh bremer there's a ton coming out of this one even rabio horsepower horsepower we're gonna talk we're about almost there yeah. The crazy horse, okay. Cavallo Pazza. Anyways, uh, I got Anthony, I got Omar. We're gonna have fun tackling the 156th edition of the Derby della Mola, all right, which ended, of course, in the Juventus victory. Everybody that's tuning into this on your audio outlets, get over to YouTube, subscribe to the channel. That's where you get all the extra content, daily updates on news and whatnot. And then, of course, watch-alongs. The next watch-along is this weekend against Roma, which is going to be awesome. And Mourinho making sure we are entertained well ahead of that game with the news coming out clown show it's gonna be great gonna be great stuff now we're gonna say what's up real quick to everybody on the live right now so we got Russell coming in ciao ajc and juventina nice win with six goals three good points. game of calcio three points and torino's bianco neri now jeremiah saying hey guys great win man of the match already not Very waiting nice. for the segment fajoli and costage for him dushan needs more so, calm and composure we're definitely going to talk about dushan in this one and he says that Baranecha was solid too. Uh, Max was proactive. Very positive. There you go. There you go. And Jeremiah is getting ever so close to that Rabio kit. From You're not Luke. three goals away, Jeremiah. Oh, You're two man. goals away. I tell you what, Jeremiah, we are all rooting for you because we want to see uh, we hit that sale. But what, what's your size? What's your size? Luke yeah, asking. just get, get your size ready. Type, wording, yeah. whatever you want. We got you. Pick the home, Luna. away, the third, whatever you want. Get size, <laughs> get it already, man. Uh, the uh, crazy horse is uh, on a tear. So, all right, let's get to it. We'll kick things off with the lineups, boys. So, obviously, everything was as expected that we talked about match day live. Um, but in Max went through with it. Baranechea with the start. I put it out on a tweet I saying, and I talked about it on match day live. I love this from Max. Because usually in these derbies, it becomes a dogfight and you want that heart, you want that drive. And to be honest, we need to stop. This is one of my things with Max that I criticized him early in the year based on McKinney. I said, stop rewarding substandard play. I absolutely loved it. I absolutely loved it from Max. It was a ballsy call, but I, I was going to stand back and stand behind it no matter what happened. Okay, no matter what happened with this kid, I've, I've, I was with him, and I thought it was the right move. The rest of the lineup, I had absolutely zero issues. And we know that Kies and Pogba were going to come in at some point, not ready to start. Uh, I was absolutely fine with it. Guys, your thoughts on uh, that starting lineup, as it should have been based on everybody available. Omar kicked things off. He did it. The son yeah. of a bitch did it. 
I mean, <laughs> Mad Max. We, we've been complaining a lot throughout the past two years, maybe even three, that guys who underperform still gets rewarded with a starting spot. And that was a great way to show Paredes that he's not up to par and he needs to do better if he wants to play, even if it means playing an 18-year-old in front of him. Um, besides that, everything we anticipated that was reported the, the, uh, in the same day in the lineup. So I've talked about it yesterday. Anthony, you have the floor. Oh, uh, yeah. Like I was just putting there, the, the coconuts on Max to say, I'm going to put in the something year old over the World Cup winner. World Cup winner. I use that term quite loosely. But uh, yeah, it's it like you said, it's something that we've been waiting for Max to do. And Max hasn't, for me, in my opinion, Max did not put a foot wrong in all of February. And it shows in the record. Six, now, six wins. We'll get to that round. later on. A uh, little fun fact about Barneche here is that this is the first time a Juventus player has started and made his debut in a derby since 1995. All right. Um, crazy. I remember 95. In general, in general, I think the last one to do it was 2001 or something. They said in that stat, and it was a player off of Torino. Yeah, from Torino. Yeah, so that's that's crazy. That's crazy. Um, but hey, we said it. What a slap in the face to Paredes, and honestly, you deserve that slap in the face. He needs it. Hopefully, he needs it. Uh, little next to nothing uh, to the table. Hopefully, that wakes him up for the remainder. But honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if we freeze him out until uh, season's end. To be honest, um, that's a big statement from Mac. The fact that he's willing to do that with this kid. And put him in there further. And we'll get to performances and everything. But lineup, as it said, good to go. Now, we kick things off. We're all excited. I was legitimately excited to see Baranechea play and start with these guys. And um, a minute and a half in, I'm thinking, Jesus Christ. <laughs> what a start. What a start. So, corner kick. And this is just... So, we had three defenders not mm-hmm. marking anybody that were they were sitting on the six yard line mm-hmm. and probably anticipating zoning out essentially uh playing almost like the zone we had nobody covering uh back post dushan vlaovic was on the short side post nobody on the back side post sandro had stepped up to the six yard box sandro bremer was on caramo so he was on caramo Danilo was next to Bremer standing on the six yard box and he wasn't on anybody. They were just taking their shape. Two players off Torino obviously make their run, but the ball went back to the penalty towards the penalty spot. And at that time, Bremer leaves Caramo to try and get out there because himself, Bremer, uh, or himself, Danilo, Sandro, and another player were just left too far back because of that zone. At that point, you're dead in the water. Uh, Bremer releases off Caramo. Sandro tries to push up there to get to them. They can't get there in time. It's poked to uh, Caramo. And from there, he's going to bury that. So it's just uh, one of those scenarios where that zone just doesn't work out for you. And it sucks. Do didn't get off half the we go down. No. You know, all, all of the above. Dusan didn't get off the post fast enough. He didn't get, he didn't, he's the one who kept him on side. And I'm not putting the blame on him, but you got if everyone's going, you got to go, right? I think that that was a breakdown on a. On a well, to be honest, if it's headed towards that post, you got to be on it too. So, 
by the time they head it, it's flicked on to Caramel so fast. If you're yep. watching the post, you're not actually supposed to leave it until that ball's headed. So it really, he stepped off early. If that thing would have got headed back at that way, he would have looked like an absolute clown. So yeah. I'm not really going to yeah. put that on Dushan, to be honest. Yeah, I, I want to say that I, I don't like zonal markings and set pieces yeah. in the corner. I think it creates more issues than it solves. And I think we're going to work on that because we're playing Roma, and Roma are notoriously known for scoring from set pieces and corner kicks. And that's their main strength. So we got to figure it out. But to be honest, I mean, yeah, they shouldn't get to that first header, but you don't expect a player to have enough time to stop the ball in the middle of the area yeah. and have time to shoot. So that's kind of unlucky. Bremer was on him. Then he it's a split-second you know, decision that you make. You don't really have time to analyze the situation. So he just went out to the guy who hits the ball, was a bit late, left Karamo wide open. Happens, sucks, but maybe that was good for the rest of it's the It's a bang-bang play that I don't think happens if yeah. we man-mark. Yeah, Again, exactly. I was, running, I was running the main account for, for Twitter during the game. The people blaming Tech for not saving that one, it took everything in my power not to say, are you are, are you insane? Like, what, you're going to put that goal on Tech. Like, yeah. No, especially after what we've seen from Allison and Courtois. I mean, even the best of keepers make mistakes positionally. From I'm not expecting angle. any keeper to stop that. Point <laughs> no. blank. Like, I'm, like what are we talking about? Like he's inside tried. the six, for God's right. sake. Yeah. Settled. The ball's settled, <laughs> and he's inside the six. Come yeah. on, people. Now, come on. Luckily, Juventus responds somewhat, picked mm -hmm. up the pace, put Torino under, and whatnot. And uh, Kostic, man. He looked on from the get-go. He, he was engaged, switched yep, on. Yeah. 15th minute, does great work. He was given single fits, and single's not a slouch. Like, I like single. I think single's a, a solid back. And, uh, man, he was working him over. He gets his crossover in the 15th minute. Dusan Vlaovic occupying two defenders, which actually gave enough time for Cuadrado uh, on that back post. He steps into this thing, and he hammers that thing and there's mr derby himself getting the equalizer for juventus we're back in this thing on level terms beautiful beautiful right yeah well, no problem kind of dropped back kind of dropped back yep. a bit yes we did started dropping back starting allowing torino too much but we saw when we switched on for that little bit there torino was pinned we had mm -hmm. them pinned again level things off ramp down the pressure a bit 39th minute, Rodriguez allowed to cut inside, and he puts a great cross on Sanabria's head. Tech does great to get up there and get tips to that thing. Unbelievable uh, save. Whether it's going in or not, impressive uh, to say the least. Uh, yeah, that but he gets phenomenal. to that. 42nd minute, cross it. Or, okay, so this is uh, one of these plays. The ball moves over so quick one. to this midfielder. Fajoli barely has enough time to even look over. It starts to try and get down over there, but the cross is already zipped in. Sanabria deflects this thing in, and there's 2-1 for Torino. Honestly, that's a great goal from Torino. I can't take anything away from the striker on that one. Like, that's a hell of a goal. And uh, to be honest, it, there's very little to break down about what Juventus could have done to stop that one, to be honest. Bremer might have lost Sanabria a little bit, but Sanabria had 
next to nothing to do there. He's either settling that ball or he does what he did there, which is deflected towards goal. Hey, it happened to work. Some might say they want a little more from Chesney, but uh, that's a great goal from Torino. Omar's going to say it right now, so go ahead. You guys could probably go dish ahead. it out for a couple minutes here on this Chesney thing. Uh-huh. No, it, really it's did. not It's not entirely Chesney's fault because that's, on, like you said, it's a phenomenal goal. I mean, that finish is not an easy one and a surprising one. But whenever a goalkeeper gets a bit in a, the near post, which he should cover, especially from that angle, then, yeah, it's a bit, a bit his fault. But... Once again, it's a phenomenal finish, and sometimes there's just nothing you can do no matter where you stand. Yeah. Yeah, they had us on a three-on-two on the triangle on the side, which allowed that they beat the two uh, Juventus defenders, midfield, Fagioli, I think it was Fagioli, and I can't remember who else was out there, Danilo. Well, they just had a fullback that was sitting back there, but and ultimately so, it's Danilo. Danilo's marking, or sorry, quad. Quad's out there, and then Fagioli yeah. runs over, but... Whether it went to two-on-two or three-on-two, Fajoli is the midfielder that has to get over there, but he was blocking the central avenue. By the time that pass goes out there, it's too late, man. It's too late. There's We talked about this in the green room. Go ahead, Omar. Go ahead. I I agree that Perrin probably would have saved it because he's shorter, so he gets down to the ground quicker. But on the other hand, he wouldn't have stopped that fingertip save Tech had a couple of minutes earlier. Mm-hmm. So this is all speculation. You know, it's all yeah, speculation. it is. That got a hand to it. It was a great finish. You know, in our great group finish. chat, somebody was saying Bremer's got to do better there. Possibly, like great pass, great fit. He had a window about this big to, to shoot it. Like right, he had to get it past Bremer's leg in between the post and the keeper's hand. Like, come on, guys, great goal. Yeah, you gotta give him credit. Let's Moving yeah. On. We keep it. We keep it moving. We're two one down now. Uh, Sanabria gets a nice goal. Um, three minutes later to close out the half. And uh, here we go. Set piece, corner kick, none other than Danilo, who's been absolutely massive for you. It continues to find ways to uh, lead this team and spark the surge, whatever you want to say about Mm -hmm. him. Uh, For me, again, I go back to this whole Sandro thing and what fear like, frustrates me about it is because of the fact that Danilo rules that thing out for me, but make no mistake, whatever you guys want to say, or people want to say about Danilo's quality and UV's caliber and all this right now on this team, he is one of few actual true leaders and he continues to find ways to show his value to this team. And here is yet another. He comes up with a huge header, goes off the post, beyond the line. Uh, Milinkovic Savage tries to uh, put it out and carry it out as if uh, everything's all good. No, watch goes off. It's a goal, 2-2. Danilo coming up big again. Guys, yeah. the Danilo agenda's got to end from Juventini, right? Yeah, I don't, I don't, obviously. I don't understand it. Oh, also, it's, we got we to gotta know that he's playing every game 90 minutes except for the last one he got substituted for Bonucci but he plays every match and honestly he didn't have too many like bad performances he's been consistent you know not over the top but also not bad which is I can't say that about a lot of the players in the team so I mean if that's the guy you're trying to go after then what can I say you don't deserve it yeah now yeah all you can say about that is at the same time in our group chat, myself and Luca put at the same time, 
thumping header. There was nothing else. Like that was, yeah. What a finish that was. No one stopped. Like no one's getting to that ball. Man, aerially, Danilo is involved a lot in offense. Mm-hmm. I could think of a couple goals that ended up getting finished by other players that all came and stemmed from Danilo getting up there on those set pieces. Man, he's uh, he's and, a beast. And Bremer too. And Bremer too. I think they both had hundred percent aerial duels. Yeah, we're gonna get to stats and everything. So that's halftime. It's two two. Um, this is like what was the stat? It was wild for the last time you saw four goals in uh derby first half. I think it was back to the early nineties as well. The first time that you got uh, four yeah. in a first half. That was crazy. But overall, the feeling for me is that. We, when we were on, we were taking it to Torino. Mm-hmm. We just can't draw back and allow them to play. That was the only time they got a sniff of anything is when we just kind of allowed them to do that and set up. So for me in the second half, it's simple. Get at them and definitely find that next goal. But get at Torino because you're pinning them back. But outside of that, I was actually fine. If I look at those two goals... The one goal we would definitely, definitely want back on that corner kick to start mm-hmm. the game. The second one, say what you want about allowing a, a them to play and stuff like that. But honestly, Fajoli went from covering a central lane to trying to get out there. He got out there a little too slow. Sanabria had only one play. He made it. It went in. Um, I blame the first goal for something we should definitely stop. Second goal yeah, you're crazy. is what it is. But guys, you're crazy. man... That was uh, a wild first half of the derby, but I just wanted us to press them and definitely find the next one. Your guys' thoughts at half real quick before we get to the second half highlights. and A little bit of foreshadowing, but I knew it was going to come down to substitutions. I didn't know who was going to come in, but our bench is like miles ahead of their bench. It's not even close. So I knew that we would need to make the right subs at the right time and that's what I was waiting for. I, I put it out there on the on the main, like about the 63rd minute, you could see the legs were getting tired because it was wide-ass open. Sorry, we're moving ahead a little bit, but by 63rd, guys are getting tired. And once Max made, once I knew Max was going to make changes, I was like, let's see if they make a difference, and I knew they yeah. would. Omar? Yeah. I wasn't worried about second half. Yeah. Thoughts at half? One of my favorite things in football uh, for you, though, for any team is – a goal right before halftime. I don't think there's a bigger confidence boost than this. Mm-hmm. And we've actually considered one. I thought, oh man, we can't go down at halftime. That sucks. But then we got the goal and I was over the moon. And I want to say, I got to give credit to Torino. I mean, they played a good game. They've managed to keep the ball more than us. They managed to find two goals. They weren't like over aggressive or anything. They just played a good game and up to par with you in the first half and got to give them credit for that. You know, for a great game, there's two sides, not only you. Yeah. Vlaovic. Vlaovic, I thought his hold-up play was better than we've seen in a long time uh, in that first half. Would you guys agree? Yeah, so in the there first was, half, yeah. There were some videos out there of training midweek uh, Allegri giving him balls like he had a defender to his back and like laying it off. He started, I think it was three or four counterattacks with him back to goal, coming back, receiving it, laying it off, and then like a quick release out, and then him turning and releasing towards goal. We haven't seen that from him all season. He 
He had one he trapped that came like from sky high straight yep. down. He stops that thing on a dime, turns and lays it out to the I haven't seen hold up play like that from Vlaovic at all this season. Not to that level. It was at all, way ever, better. With Juventus. Yeah. It was way better. That was the first thing I noticed. Overall, in terms of Vlaovic and his involvement and stuff, that's a different story and we could talk about that elsewhere. Mm-hmm. But his hold-up play in this one, in the first half, in the first half was big. He starts the second half off with, again, great hold-up play that ends up in a give-and-go between him and Fajoli. Mm-hmm. And this one goes off the bar. I'm sorry, but these are the opportunities I'm talking about that Vlaovic has to score. And he's got to find that one in the back of the net, 48th minute. You guys agree, or am I being too harsh? No, no, that's that's hundred percent true. I mean, you're your Juventus striker. That's the type of situation. And I would say the you same for Kane and Milik. Oh, I would say everyone. the same for those guys. For everyone, it, only if it was like a youngster from the next gen playing there, then I would have, you know, let it slide because it's still Milinkovic Savic is a big dude, and he got out quickly, and there was a lot of room to maneuver. But still, you're a Juventus striker. That should be in the back of the net. That's got to be in the back of the net, man. The, when you're that guys free are, and clear, one on one with keeper out that far, you got to find your a way. Keeper to get is a home. goddamn giant. Like that guy is enormous. Yeah, but I do agree he has to finish that. He missed it by that much. But credit to Fajoli. Credit to Fajoli for the assist. Well, it doesn't matter if he missed by an inch or a mile. He's got to find goal on that. He's got to find goal. <laughs> well, hang yeah. on. Let's let's back it up. Credit to Vlaovic for the one touch. Who gave him that ball? Was it uh, Bremer? It was a one-touch pass out to Fajoli, and then he turned. Fajoli took two guys with him. Like it was, a, it was an unbelievable buildup. Yes, he's got to score that, but he missed it by that much. But you're right; he's got to, he's got to finish that. I don't care. <laughs> you want to praise Chesney for a fingertip save? I'm gonna rag on Fair another enough. guy for an no, inches no. of a miss. He's gotta find job. a way to f- put that in the back of the net. Yeah, if if, if the game ends two two, you go back to that moment and said, yeah, that Huge. was the one we have Huge. to we have to we take would, the, yeah. the win here. But again, for me, the positive is that in the hold in the hold up play in the build up much much better from Vlaovic like huge it's not even close it's not even close to what we were seeing before so for that I give him uh, a lot of props on it 66 minute again uh Torino this is off of us clearing I believe was Sandro out of our area trying to find Rabio Rabio's got a guy draped all over him putting him under and strips it they work a little one two. Linetti steps into this thing off the right side, and this hits the bar and comes off. So a very very close opportunity from Torino there to take the three two lead, and this is why I was upset again. Going back to that uh, uh, Vlaovic opportunity, they come right back at us uh, fifty minutes mm-hmm. later with this opportunity and almost get it in there. Um, now, luckily, we come through unscathed. After that, a couple minutes, you get three changes from Max. Okay. You get, <laughs> I love that. You get three changes. DeShilio comes in for Quadrado. Okay. We're going to talk more about that after, too, because that's starting to become a discussion. Then you've got Pogba and Chiesa coming on. Badanechea seeing his debut come to an end. And honestly, I made this call in the group chat, too. We were talking about and say, who do you take off to get Pogba? And I say, you take off the young kid. Take off the young kid. You can work a double pivot with Fajoli and Rabio um, and get Pogba into the game. 
what we saw was Rabio drop back ahead of the defense, and we will talk about that as well. Chiesa coming on, but the second these guys came in, it like honestly within two minutes, it was too much for Torino to handle. Like you could start to feel like they had way too much to try and keep track of. And Pogba was sitting in these pockets. We couldn't find him the ball. And you saw his arm up a million times. And I'm like, man, if we could just get him the ball, he's got so much space. But guys, I said, judge Pogba when he's on the pitch. We see flashes of what he can do, man. We like on the ball. He's ridiculous on the ball. We don't have anybody anywhere near him as far as on the ball in the midfield. There's nobody close in the midfield for us that's as strong on the ball. And he was just full of joy. I mean, there was something in the air the minute those two guys came in. And even the Shilio, because Quadrado was mostly awful in the game, but he did get a goal. But when they came in, I mean, something my heart started pumping. I felt I was excited to see these guys finally play. And Pogba was just full of joy. He was smiling everywhere. I mean, he waited to play. He really waited to play and get back on the pitch. I always said, a Pogba that has his heart and his head into it is a Pogba that's an animal and a beast and elite. When he started warming up, it was actually in around 30th minute. And he started warming up and the crowd starts standing up and showing him love. Man, he reciprocated it to the fans while he's warming up and stuff. And then the, when he came on, that feel it's I, I put it in a tweet and I just said, I don't care what anybody says. I'm happy to see Paul on the pitch for Juve and him back with Juve. This guy, if we can keep him in the lineup, will do damage. He just will do damage. Okay. Um, and then we saw Chiesa and Chiesa gave Torino fits too. So it kicked off right away, and we didn't have to wait long to take the lead because there's something we... I want to touch on before we get into that. I highlighted a tweet here from a comment here from, yeah, there was nothing stopping Max from bringing Paredes into that game, right? He could have, he could have made that swap. He could have put Rabi up front. He could have put Paredes back down. It wasn't a given that Pogba was going to play, right? There was nothing or that Pogba was going to come in at that time. Because yeah. it was the 67th minute. The guy still – does he have 25 minutes in his legs? Like, we were all a little like, mm, I don't know if he has that much time in his legs. He's a long layoff. Normally, Max would bring these guys in like the 80th minute, right? Max got that 100% correct. Full credit to him on that one. Yeah, I think he – I think he – I think he had to. I mean, he said if, if there's a need, Paul will come into this game. So there was, was a definitely a need. I mean, shit, we're 2-2. Two, two. We're 2-2. Two, two. We need goals. Chiesa and Pogba, yeah, they're, they're going out there. And uh, he pulled the trigger. We get it. Uh, we don't have to wait very long. Corner kick, and this is Bremer heading it in, coming up big. The guys at the back, and the defense was a little bit shaky at the start. I don't know. Again, when weird. we drop back, yeah. when we drop back, it's not comfortable and we look a little suspect sometimes, but when we're on the throttle, we, it all just kind of seems to be strong. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Bremer gets to it. I love the celebration. Okay. Like that's the best part for me is Bremer celebrating against his former club and whatnot. Like 
beautiful, beautiful stuff. Love it. Love it. I never had an issue. I never had an issue with guys celebrating. Like when Bonucci celebrated against us when he scored from land, I had no problems with it. You score a goal. You know how hard it is to score a goal in a top flight league? Like it's, it's as a defender, it like rarely happens. Celebrate the shit out of it, man. Good for you. I, 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 don't I wish think, he went right to his fans. I don't think that's the case. I mean, so you expect players not to celebrate against their former club, but you know, not every player deserves it. Yeah. You know, to have that stature. I mean, Bremer is not a Torino legend. He hasn't played there for no. seven seasons. Yeah. He can celebrate like Bernardeschi against Fiorentina. He can celebrate. Bonucci was like a central cog in Juve winning so and so titles by that time. It's also how. You celebrate. It's one thing to celebrate yeah. a goal. It's another to do the Benucci like wash your mouth to us, to us who showed him so yeah. much love and all this. However, I will say because I was at that game and what nobody ever talked about, he got absolutely ravaged by the fans before the warmups even took place. Standing out on the pitch with his civvies on, they gave him the jeer so bad and so hard. And he looked around and he nodded his head. So, you know. You play stupid games. Sometimes you get stupid prizes. You, you know, you ask for it, and he he delivered it to us. Luckily, in the end, what happens? The black and white comes out on top, and then Benucci came crying back. So it is what it is in the long run. But as far as the Selly goes, I didn't even look at Bremers as a dig to Torino, but more him in the moment and just celebrating that big goal for this team and yeah. uh, and whatnot but honestly still loved it nonetheless 10 minutes later set piece gets touched by bremer falls to rabio they look at it whatnot i didn't even see the defender on the backside of rabio anyways kept him on four two the crazy horse adds one for good measure uh getting jeremiah's hopes on for this kit we get out of this derby turin is black and white everybody uh we're no, gonna get to mana match everything like didn't that bremer but- keep him on side Recap Bremer kept him on. What? Bremer kept him on side, didn't he? Bremer kept him on side. Not the no, defense. the no. touch goes off Bremer, and then you have to see where Rabio is in terms of the defense. So Bremer was actually in. They had to look at the yeah. defender where he's at, and it was only Rabio's hand that was beyond the defender, so he's on side. Yeah, and he was also credited with the assist. Bremer. Bremer gets the assist because he touched it. Yeah, yeah. So, anyways, it, it's clean it play. Works. It's all good. Four Jeremiah's- two ends. This match had some contrasting views. Some were saying that our guys need to be much, much better and that this wasn't a good showing. I don't actually know. I think we saw a lot from this team that we've been critical of them for good chunks of this season that was actually the opposite. So, I'm finding it hard to agree with some of these big accounts out there that are saying that this needed to be a better showing. I'm sorry. I don't, I don't see it. One goal. We should have definitely not allowed Some would argue both, but one, I think for sure we shouldn't have given up. And the only other really strong opportunity, a couple strong opportunities. We maybe let off a bit, but honestly, we could have even scored more ourselves in this one. And, uh, I'm happy with that performance because I'm happy with the attitude and approach in the second half. It came down to getting the job done, getting over the line, and we found a way. We had a youngster making his debut. 
he didn't skip a beat. I thought a rocky start for him. We'll get to performances and whatnot. But honestly, I'm happy with this. It's a derby. You win, and we have to keep winning. March, we enter March. It's March 1st today, everybody. March is going to be big because April is absolutely nasty on yeah. the schedule. But I'm happy with his victory. Your guys, were you feeling any sense of – I was happy because I saw a lot of agendas get crushed. And some were my own. Yeah, if, if you love football, I mean, that was a great game of football. I thoroughly enjoyed it, and it's even better when Juve wins. But overall, it was just a great game. Uh, both of the teams didn't really sit back. They took their chances. Torino were there to play. The, they didn't roll over and just let Juve attack, which prompted Juve to go out and try to get those goals. We finally broke the duck and won a game which we considered in. Uh, in the league, and it's the mm -hmm. first time we win a game that we considered two goals in, because the other two games we just considered one goal in one. I, I was happy. I was over the moon. I mean, that that was a great game, and almost everyone stepped up. Not a lot to be angry about. I mean, a game, a derby with six goals, phenomenal. Yeah, absolutely. Ant, anything to touch on real quick as we wrap up? That one right there with Ed. For me, and I said this in the green room, that was our best win of the year. You know, there's little things you can nitpick about it, but coming back twice, a goal at the end of the first half to tie it, like that had everything you wanted out of a derby. And for me, that was the best team win uh, mentally of the year. And it's not even close. And one yeah, of the best the derbies we've seen. This was the thing. When we went even one down, you could probably say – you don't have a chance to let that attitude drop because it's happened so quick. But even when we went down two one, again, we turned it on and we flicked yeah. on. It, it wasn't the same feeling as prior to now, when we fall down a goal, it had a completely different feeling. I felt this confidence in the team that they were going to come back and mm -hmm. get the job done. But defensively weren't great. Again, I think we just allowed them to operate a little too much, but honestly, they still came out with not a whole bunch overall in the grand scheme of things. Juve needs to continue to be, um, honestly, clinical. They need to be more clinical. They need to score more goals because we are getting opportunities. And in this one, we could have pot a few more against them and we need to start finding those goals. But honestly, um, I love it. I love a game like that. I always say, even if you're going to go out, go out swinging. Put your mm -hmm. best foot forward and give them everything. And they did. And we came out on top, as we should. Now, Striped Hearts Apparel, man of the match. We're going to get to man of the match discussions right now. Everybody in the live chat, drop who you had for the man of the match. I'm going to share with you some numbers, okay, so that we can uh, – just have something to uh, base off and whatnot. And this is going to be just guys in general and whatnot. It may not necessarily be the guys that are in the mix went up. But Rabio's match by the numbers, accurate passes, 93%. Okay, 26 for 28. Touches 41. Passes into the final third three. Ground duels one, three out of four. Aerial one out of three. Dispossessed, not a single time. This from uh, Rabio. Two clearances, two out of two for tackles attempted, and one, six recoveries, and a goal. That's a pretty solid outing. Um, Danilo, 85% on accurate passes, 53 out of 62, 72 touches, passes into the final third, five. 
Brown duels, three out of five. Aerials, one, three for three. Interceptions, one, three clearances, two for two on tackles attempted and one. Five recoveries and a goal. Bremer, 67% accurate passing, 24 out of 36. Touches, 45. Successful dribbles, one for one. Seeing him rip up that flank. Everybody remembers that one. Ground duels, one, three for three. Aerials, five for five. Clearances, one, uh, um tackles one four for four recoveries eight and a goal and an assist and a savage little selly in front of those guys um i don't have the numbers on costage i'm gonna dig those up because costage was in the mix for some i'm gonna let you guys kick it off while i look up uh costage's numbers but ant we're man of the match in this one we have them in the group out i go check them oh i've got it right here if yeah, you guys want to wait, I'll give you the numbers right now. Do so it. Kostic, basically, full game, 90 minutes, 39 touches, 75% accurate passes, five key passes, um, five for eight on crosses, okay? Um, dribble attempts, uh, two, one successful. Ground duels, uh, four for 10. Aerial, one for two. Um, yeah, that's kind of his stats. He finished up with one assist as well on that uh, Quadrado goal. Some wanted uh, Fajoli saying he had a great showing in the mix and whatnot. He finished with 47 touches, 81% accurate passes. Um, didn't end up getting a assist or anything. Um, that's kind of it. Uh, ground duels, four for eight. Ariel didn't win one. Uh, possession loss 13 times, whatnot. Um, I thought he had a good showing, but it probably wasn't good for the stats or whatnot. But I think he did his role and did his job uh good so uh there's yeah a lot of shows, there's, there's a lot of shows for Fajoli. so how many touches did Kostic have it seemed like he had 106 but it was not many no he had no. 39 touches man no, so that's surprisingly see. low but Kostic yeah. was huge in this one I'll start I my for me it was Kostic for man of the match you can, again I think that's one of those matches again where it's hard to give it to one player uh Bremer didn't have a good start, had a good finish. So I can't argue with that. Fajoli, I thought, played well. For me, right out of the gate, 90 minutes, it was costage for me. Yeah. He he took it to that to that right back all game. And and coming back to help defense, to, to help defend. Uh I'm going with Costage as the man of the match. Yeah. yeah. Okay. okay. I, I wanna I wanna give it to Bremer. Uh, because he stepped up and at halftime it felt like it was one of those games, you know, a repeat of uh, Napoli or whoever it was. Uh, but he did step up. He got the goal. He It was just great. He even, you know, got man of the match out of the stats. You know, when, when I looked in different websites, they all gave him man of the match. The assist, well, okay, uh, I would give that assist to Kostic because he's the one who crossed it. But still, solid numbers, solid showing, and got us the win, basically. And that savage celebration, yeah, just great. Just Fajoli, look, Fajoli can be in the mix. Kostic can be a mix. Bremer can be in the mix. I think Danilo, to be honest, could be in uh, the Danilo mix could be well. in the mix. Um, but I'm going to personally go with uh, Kostic for me. Um, he was an absolute nightmare for single on the right uh on torino's right our left and he got damn near all his crosses into the area 
He got damn near every single one into the mixer and it was creating fits for Torino. He was huge. He was huge. Um, but for me, it's just yesterday's game. I thought Kostic stood out and he's been on a tear. We talked about him post world cup struggling for a bit and through some few matches. And we were like, man, Illing jr. Should probably get some minutes right now. But lately Kostic is on an absolute rampage. Um, Do you want the numbers from February? Top so we're going to get to February and the games and stuff. Uh, Omar, real quick, what were you? Um, I don't remember. Okay. So it happens. Man yeah. of the match. Now, I want to talk My about, age. you know, Rabio didn't get um, any shouts, live chat, or when any. I thought Rabio had a solid game, too. Rabio yeah. ahead of the defense. This was an interesting move. I thought we'd probably see a two-man pivot from Fajoli and Rabio once Pogba entered. However, he kept it the same. And um, Rabio ended up just playing ahead of the defense. But Rabio did a hell of a job ahead of the defense. I'd even play him there before Paredes ever sees the pitch again for Juventus. If I'm being honest, guys, what was your thoughts on how he performed in that uh, position? If if you go back to the Sar season, even the Pirlo season, to one of our podcasts, I've mentioned it a couple of times. I think he'll do better as a defensive midfielder than a midfielder because he's better defensively than he is offensively, although he got a goal. Um, but his physicality, his tackling, his height, I mean, he has the stats to the greater. So I, I'm not shocked. I mean, I was kind of expecting that. Maybe Torino was a convenient opposition to try that for the first time. But I'm not shocked. I mean, if you look across uh, Europe, that's mostly uh, the type of caliber you want in your central midfielder. I mean, look at... Uh, Fabinho or Casemiro, the guys who do that, they are physical monsters and also good on the ball, but not so good offensively. So I, he was fine. He was great, and everything that keeps Paredes of the starting 11 is great for me. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Anth, what do you think about Rabio there? I Focusing on the main, it's it. I really lost track of what happened to him. Can, but I'll answer your question with a question. Do you think he played well because of the offensive power put out there and he wasn't asked to do a lot of defensive duties? Like once you put Pogba and Kiesa, Torino was on the back foot. So do you think it's kind of a fair assessment of him playing well in that position because we absolutely start taking it to them? But I agree that he would be an option there other than Paredes. But I don't know if that's a good sort of uh, example to use yesterday because once once our subs came in, that game was over. I definitely think that plays a part in it. The fact that at that moment we were on the throttle and it helps and whatnot. But um, overall, like, I mean, if I'm looking at technical ability, I think he's got the technical ability. I went back to Sari season and I said, man, I could really see this guy playing in that role. The problem was he started to have a lot of lapses defensively for a few seasons with UV. And then I was like, okay, we can't, we can't take that chance here, but he's been switched on really strong for this season. That's for sure. And whether it's just on foot on the throw, I don't know. But again, Rabio, the one thing with him, why I would have that confidence is because he, at the very least, his effort and work rate has been up there for Juve uh, this season. And again, half the battle for this team is exactly that. And it's one of the main reasons 
I would freeze out Paredes because he's just not given us even that. So, yeah, but did it help that we're on the throttle? I think so. I think so. Omar, do you think so? Yeah, of course. Yeah. But he, he did spark much. some offensive attacks out of that position as well. Yeah, I, I mean, it has to be easier to play uh, when you have guys like Fajoli and Pogba next to you. I mean, that elevates the game massively. I can't compare it to having Arthur and Bentoncourt ne next to you. It's it's not even the same league. Yeah. So obviously it did great. Uh, let's see if Allegri will try, will try it again. I mean, we were phenomenal, even without Lucatelli, who is arguably be, been our best midfielder this season. Yeah. Yeah, and it does. It helps everyone when we play like that. Absolutely. Now, I want to remind everybody, start getting your Storm the Barn questions in. We still have some discussions to go, but don't forget, I flagged one that came really, really early. We'll get to it. So anybody that dropped uh, that one uh, early, I did still mark it, okay? But again, um, reminder. And reminder, like the video, okay? Like the video, subscribe to the channel, okay? It all helps. Um, again, Striped Hearts uh, was a sponsor for the uh, Man of the Match. That's our merchandise on the YouTube store. If you want to find ways to support the channel, that's one of them. The other, of course, is Super Chat, which is enabled. Or, hey, we like what Peter did off Instagram and cutting edits and clips of videos you find funny moments, whatever. We appreciate all and any support, however we get it. Thank you very much, everybody. Now, I want to talk about Barnechea, his first uh, start for Juventus coming in the Derby. What did we think about uh, the youngsters game? And I'll give you uh, some numbers from Barnechea. And it was basically 81% uh, for accurate passing, 35 out of 43, 54 touches, passes into the final 30 at two. Ground duels, he was six for seven. Aerial duels, he was one for two. He created one chance. He uh, won two out of five tackles he attempted and had four recoveries. Um, thoughts on his debut? I was actually quite impressed. I wouldn't say he was, you know, lights out, dominated the midfield, but that's, you know, in and of itself, it's a tough situation to be thrown into. A derby at home. An 18-year-old guy never played for the team, then concede after a minute and a half and still be able to keep your mind in the game. I mean, he was shaky in the first uh, 20 minutes, 20, 25 minutes, but then he settled. And so for first appearance in the senior team under those circumstances, that was a good show. Like there, there's, yeah. there's a lot to look forward to from this guy. Yeah. I was just looking up. I... I didn't realize he's 21 years old. So Oh, he's 21. Okay. Yeah, that I I was with you Omar. I, I thought he no was, I thought he was 18. I wanted to double check, but 21 years old. Uh hey. You guys talked about it yesterday and I talked about it on a on a show I was on Monday night. Look at the young guys. Let's be happy that we have these young guys. Right? And every single one has come in and has done their job. Now, was it a fantastic performance? No. But I think he played better than what Penanis would have offered. So great showing. Let's see. I think now with if Locatelli has to rest, I think we can be comfortable bringing this kid in. Yeah. Right? Now or Rabio or whatever. But I think we have we have a replacement for next year. That's a hole that that's one less hole that we potentially have to fill in the summer. Yeah, I still think uh, Rovella is going to be 
cutting down on uh, Enzo potentially getting in there, but maybe alone for uh, Enzo, who knows? But his debut versus, you know, the likes of Fagioli, Miretti, Nicolucci, Ranocchio, to be honest, I see some of the comments about Enzo's debut and whatnot, and uh, one saying that I didn't notice him in the game, to be honest. And to be honest, I think that's a good thing. Great. I think that's a good thing. So I think that's a credit to the player. He's 21 years old, stepping in to his first start in a derby. When all the games are important to Juventus at this moment, they even fell down twice in this game. And he actually got better as the minutes came. I thought he had a rocky start early on, but he grew into it and he got comfortable. And obviously you got to get the butterflies out of your system. And after that, he settled. He was calm. He was so calm. That's the one thing I noticed. Whenever the ball got to him, he was calm and he was patient and he was making sure he was just doing the right thing. He didn't try to do anything over and above outside his ability. He just played within his limits and kept it simple. And I thought that that was clean and crisp from him. He, that that's he, that's a great point. I mean, he was responsible. He yeah. did the, the simple thing. Okay, except for one time, Anthony. Yeah. No, but in, in that that to his credit, like he he only made one mistake that caused a four on three yeah. or a three on two the other way. We'll take it, right? Oh, you know how many I mean? times so, has Paredes done that? It's it's I, the same, right? I'm like, not bagging on him. I'm just yeah. saying there was one that I re- there's only one that I remember. Other than that. If we remembered six or seven different things, that's a problem. But uh, yeah, great for great me. Showing. Again, a mistake here and there. I'll deal with it because we're taking a chance, and it's it's the bigger message from Max, which is that you cannot reward substandard play. That's the big message out of this. And I will take a few mistakes here and there, but I thought he kept it simple, play within his limits, and I thought it was uh, really really clean. Uh, rocky start, like I said, but he picked it up. He got through. And there was one moment, and this is what I've talked about, him being calm, cool, and collected, which I thought was beyond kind of his years. Torino had a chance where we pressed, and they were coming back at us. And he literally, Baranechea turns, looks, he looks over his shoulder, and he realizes he's got to run on his, over his shoulder. And the way he positioned himself, froze the pass on the ball carrier immediately. And then he shifted to essentially take away the lead so that our defense could close down from the front side. It was so quick that it happened and it was so simple, but he did it. And it it's something that happened that probably nobody else even thought twice of. Baranechea ended up making the strip on what was an odd man rush coming through right up the middle. He ended up closing out the pass so quickly on both sides and then stripped the player of the ball, got the ball and quickly found someone else with it so that we could operate again. It was so quick and so simple that nobody would think anything of it. Great play from the kid and showed how much he calmed himself down through that performance. It was good. It was good. I thought it was good from him. Now, yeah, if you don't, if you don't hear from your uh, defensive midfielder, that's a good thing. I mean, a lot of people rag on Lucatelli because he doesn't do much uh, offensively, but he doesn't have to. You you don't notice what he does offensively, but defensively, he's doing his job perfectly, and that's what I want from my defensive midfielder. It's not Pirlo; it's a different role. Yeah, and he did that fairly well yesterday. Now, 
before we get to February and all this, and I know Ant is just fucking ready to get into the February stats. It's a do or die game. And I'm going to ask everybody in live chat this, okay? Do or die game. You have to play DeShilio or Juan Cuadrado. Do or die game. Who do you put in there? I, I want I want to flip my record. I, I said in the last spot that I would play DeShilio. I'm sticking to my guns. Sticking to your guns with DeShilio. And I would do it just how Max did. You start, you start Juan to hopefully... You know, wear them down a little bit on that side, and you bring DeShilio in off the bench. So you would start Juan. Yeah, yeah. All right. Right now, yeah. man, I don't know. And even when he came on, I, but again, when when those guys came on, we had already we started to put the on throttle. But did it help? Because obviously, Pogba and Case come in. Hell yeah, mm-hmm. hell yeah. But things got a little easier. That's a tough one right now. This DeShilio Juan thing, I'm. I want Juan's offense to come out more than it has this season and whenever when he's in there. He found a goal yesterday, which was awesome. Maybe that sparks things, but right now, maybe DeShilio. Maybe DeShilio. It's an interesting yeah, I, thing. I thought the goal was a bit lucky. I mean, it deflected, so if it didn't get deflected, uh, Savage is there to take it. But he's got to get it through the goal. bodies, right? Like he had a guy right in front of him too, and there's like another yeah. two guys on the line with keeper, or one for sure, and keeper. One, the the guy who headed it. Sure, he's got to go and smash it, man. Yeah, so he did well, but I felt like Kostic had a little too much to do because the right side was sort of dead with. With Quadrado there, so it all fell down on Kostic, who just ran his ass up. Split him in half and make one. There you go. Juan's <laughs> offense, DeShilio's defensive uh, discipline. There you go. There the agenda is okay. running wild with that. The month of February, everybody. Um, we're going to talk about the month of February. We're going to tie this in with uh, Max Allegri. We're going to tie this in with progress the team's made, mentality, whatever you guys think. But the month of February, Lazio in the Coppa Italia, 1-0 victory. Salernitana 3-0 victory, Fiorentina 1-0 victory, Nance 1-1 draw, Spezia 2-0 victory, Nance 3-0 victory, Torino 4-2. Unbeaten in the month of February. Your top performers are as follows. Bremer with two goals and an assist. Kostic, one goal, three assists. Di Maria, four goals, two assists. Fajoli, two assists. Rabio, two goals. Vlaovic, three goals, two assists. Chiesa, two assists. Man. Did it feel like that is what our February numbers are at? Yes. No, not so much. But, you know, some of the stats, I mean, the the, the Vlahovic assist to uh, Di Maria is not really an assist. I mean, someone kicked it at him and it fell to Di Maria. Well, not the top but, performers, but the games. Like, unbeaten in the month so of February, negative. like, doesn't really feel in, that way. No, in some games. There were some games that did feel that way, but overall, no, it didn't. But that kind of reminds me of, you know, the Uber Bowl. Like, like you see in the stats, the goals can come from everywhere. I mean, all the front line from midfield to attack had a part in those wins. Yeah. Look, one way or another, like, if I'm looking at these games, the Fiorentina 1-0, a grind. Nance 1-1, frustrating. Uh, the 2-0 to Spezia was even still had frustrations in it and whatnot. It, it's the, 
there's still some grinds, even though those score lines show there. I think we're capable of more, but one thing's for sure. They're finding a way to get the job done. Is there still work to be done though? Of course. Of course, there's still work to be done, but they're finding a way to get the job done. Max Allegri playing the youngsters. Is he crushing a myth there uh, in as far as how Max trusts the youngsters? Well, we've seen both sides of it because we saw him the second he had an opportunity get Fajoli out of the midfield and play McKenney, which I thought was just criminal. However, here you, you go. You got to let that go, man. You got to let now that go. Now that he's played Baranechea, he goes in there and sits Paredes. So what the hell? Like, Max was capable of doing this earlier on in the season, but that's why I was personally critical of some of his choices. But now he's going against it. Is Max changing? Is Max changing? Maybe maybe a bit. I mean, when you look at the games, you, you get a sense that he's doing something different, that it's not the same rigid play, that he gave a little more trust to the youngsters. Uh, maybe listen to his grandson. I don't know, but but something is a bit different. I think he yeah. realized that his starting players are not necessarily the best, uh, the best out of the roster. The the aging players are not some of the best. I mean, Bonucci got like I don't know six minutes total since since he came back. Maybe ten minutes. He played him in in the 89th minute. He even played Pogba uh, ahead of him. So. Something is different. I can't pinpoint exactly what. There you go. There you go. Ant, what do you think? I think behind the scenes, he, he's gotten everyone to buy in. And I, I know there's, we'll get to it with, with the lineup, sorry, the formation. The 3 5 2, it looks like everyone's bought into it. Everyone has been given a role. Everyone's that not everyone's going to start. Some players are going to start. Some players are going to come off the bench, right? You have to get Kiesa to buy in to starting off the bench. I know he's coming back from injury, but you have to get Di Maria to buy in to coming off early. You know, he's a player who probably wants to play 90 minutes. Full credit. I give full credit to Max for, you know, five wins and a draw in February. Uh, yeah. Everyone, we all complained. We all, sorry, we all complained about lineups before every one of those games. We're like, what is he doing here? Except for yesterday. I think that was the first time in a while where we had didn't have an issue with Max's lineup. Max's lineups proved to be right every goddamn game in February. Every single one he was right. Proved us all wrong. So I know Luca here likes to joke about 40% credit. I give full credit to Max and the players. Joint effort, 100% each for pulling through. Now, the opposition stunk in February. April is going to be the key. April is going to be absolutely filthy. Unfortunately, we're we're talking about Max. Like I said, the criticisms that have come his way, I think, have been valid for the most part. Mm -hmm. It's only up until now that we're starting to see again. And has he fully changed? Time will tell. Mm -hmm. But we are starting to see a Juve more on the throttle over the past couple games. And even, like I said, might be changing and whatnot. And now that he's getting some key guys back, that pressure is going to ramp up for the results. And now they're going into some tough months. We're going to have our next knockouts in March. So we play Roma, and then that Thursday is going to be the first one against Freiburg. Okay? Mm -hmm. But April, 
April is absolutely filthy when you look at a schedule standpoint. So it is as but follows. Obviously, we we're going to have Roma, months. then Freiburg, Sampdoria, the second league against Freiburg, and then Inter um, on nice. the 19th of uh, March. And, and that wraps up our uh, March. Then and, in April, you have Hellas Verona on the 1st. Inter for the first uh, leg of the Coppa Italia semifinal. Then you have Lazio. Then you have Sassuolo. Then you have Napoli. And then you have the second leg against Inter, finishing up with Bologna. Um, that's a crazy month. And you probably have two more games if you go through to Freiburg. Then you have two more games in Europa League. Yeah. Which could be anyone. Arsenal, Real Sociedad. That, that'll be insane, right? So, again... This is going to be crunch time, and we will know if Max has fully changed. But one thing's for sure, which I like and I'm going to give Max credit for, because I said it from the start, I said it yesterday, big move playing Barnechea. We've seen what he's done with Benucci from earlier on in the season, which was not going to him in the big games. And now Paredes sitting him down, playing a 21-year-old in the Derby de la Mola. Max, bravo, bravo. Okay, well done. I'm happy with that. And if we get performances like we did yesterday, sure, you want to clean some stuff up on the back end, but we went after it. We went after that result, and we imposed ourselves on our opponent and got over the finish line. I would be happy regardless of where we sit if we saw that consistently. So maybe Max is getting it now. And you know what? I'm I'm happy about it. One way or another, though, if you give us the proper points, we're second place and 13 points away from, albeit 13 points is huge, but we're, we're second place team in Syria. I am a little oh, concerned that we're peaking again. I was going to say before, we're, we're peaking again and then another international break. Like, yeah, yeah, but like, but is it that weird that you are better when all of our players are in form and healthy? I mean, that that's been the case all season. We didn't have our best players, they didn't get a chance to get in form because they were on and off, red cards, mm-hmm. injuries. So now we're picking in February, in February, which is a great time to pick your game because we're going into March. First match against Roma, who has Mourinho red carded. Lost to Cremonese. Cremonese, first win of the season. I mean, we have the upper hand and our guys are firing. Everyone is in form right now, except for our strikers, but it's not weird to me. Now, we're going to get to some Storm the Barn questions again. Reminder, everybody like the video, like the video and subscribe to the channel. Okay, so the majority of the questions are the same from what I'm seeing here. We get a lot of this. Pogba, ready to start consistently once he is. Who gets relegated to the bench? Uh, knowing Max, my guess would be that we would see a midfield of Pogba, Locatelli, and Rabio, and Fajoli goes back. Another mm-hmm. question again. What's he, now with Pogba back? How do you line up the midfield? So, guys, let's get to this question. And what are our thoughts? You know, everybody fit and Pogba can start consistently. How do you line up uh, the midfield? And who do you uh, sit out of it? That That's a tough one. Uh... Look, I, Max rarely starts the same lineups anyway. And mm-hmm. like you just read, we have a packed schedule for after the international break. So I don't think we're going to have like a set starting 11. I think there's going to be tons of rotations, especially in midfield to keep everybody you know, yeah. healthy 
and playing. So I don't think we're going to have, you know, three guys who are always there if they're available. I think it's just a mix between Fajoli, Rabio, Lucatelli, Pogba, Barnechea, Miretti when he comes back. I mean, everyone is going to get a chance to play. But if I have to pick right now, it's still Lucatelli, Fajoli, and Rabio. I want to see a bit more from, from Pogba to know where he stands because I haven't seen him play in a long while. So right now, at this particular moment, it's still the three guys that we're thinking of together. Hmm. All right. Five, yeah. We got five games in 14 days. I don't see Pogba starting until maybe the third game on the 12th against Sampdoria starting. So uh, these three, these three will be starting. Look, uh, Rabio and Fajoli should be starting for the next for the foreseeable future. Mm-hmm. Three, four games. Okay. So. so the question is: Once Pogba is ready to start consistently, who our starting midfield would be? Um, Fajoli's Fajoli's out. I would have to say that honestly, I think what's going to happen is once the guys are fit. Let's keep in mind, Moretti comes back this Sunday. For Roma, he's going to be in the squad list again. Barnechea, I don't expect to see probably again, maybe a Copa Italia. No, because we're semifinals. He's gone. I think he's done. Miretti he's comes back. back. Uh is done. So, mm-hmm. which is great, whatever. Um, I was happy to see him in this one and whatnot, but let's be serious. Miretti will be above him. And then Fajoli's been playing above him as well. Everybody fit, everybody healthy. I see Fajoli being the change-up to Pogba. But again, guys, I'm sorry. You cannot deny Pogba in our midfield if he's fit and able to start. My midfield would probably be Rabio for what he brings that nobody else really does, Locatelli and Paul Pogba. That's my midfield, everybody fit. I hate to do it to Fajoli. He's my change-up to Pogba, though. And we have to keep Pogba as fit as possible. So Fajoli, I would still use heavily. Let me, you know, make sure I'm clear about that. But that would be my three-man midfield. And in some games, depending who we play, I'd probably also have Pogba and Fajoli both out there on either side of Locatelli. Yeah, and I, I can't shake the feeling that Rabio is leaving at the end of the season. I mean, I going just into looking next up. season, Fajoli and Pogba should be our starting midfielders. Right. You no, know, the box to box midfielders. But yeah. we're getting yeah. ahead of ourselves. I mean, <laughs> I just think we game. can't deny Pogba if he's fit. Uh, yeah. You know, now again, that. we got another question. I'm just trying to filter here the questions that were the same in terms of the midfield here. Um, now, anyone else? So. Let's see. What do we got? Uh, do so just in guys? case, uh, why, why look for the next question? Just in case people forget, Pogba's on a contract until 2026. So it's not a big rush this season. But to your point, Omar, once Rab- Rabio's gotten this summer, I think we can all sort of agree on that. Those He'll be starting for sure next season. Lots of time with Pogba. Is it possible to make top four? Without the 15 points back, I assume. I, I guess it is. I mean, teams are, those teams are dropping off points left, right, and center. I mean, even this weekend, we got closer to Inter and Roma, who dropped points that they shouldn't have dropped. Milan are kicking back in. Lazio are inconsistent. Atalanta are inconsistent. I mean, it is a viable possibility. 
it's not out of the question at all. If we get the 15 points back, then there's no question about it. No question if we get the 15 points back, which I expect. Even if we weren't to, not to, we're 10 points out of fourth right now, which is held down by Lazio at 45 points. Um, we are going to play them again, again in the month of April. It's doable. It's doable without the minus uh, yeah. 15. It's it's doable. Do I think we can again? I'm not counting that. And Lou and I have had this discussion in the group chat because Lou's looking at He's like, I think we can get in there without even getting the points. And I'm like, it's far too early to count if you ask me right now because we have a huge April and we still got a lot of business to take care of in March. One game at a time, everybody. One, game at a time, One day at a time, but it's far too early right now to talk about if we get the 15 points we're in no problem but without it's too early right now again april is gonna be one filthy filthy beast listen we're, we're only six points back from the clown show which holds the that's at the london in case people forgot so clown show has 41 points so we're six points away from them that's a conference league spot i know it's not really europe but it counts uh, and then nine points back from Rome. We beat them. We're only six points off them. So, really, we're right there. Yeah, and if, gonna, that, if, my, the key, man. Jeez. If, if all the Italian teams progress in the Champions League, that's actually mm -hmm. good for us. Yes, I mean, we need yeah. Inter to have two more games because we are going for that Coppa Italia and for that Europa League. I mean, if you continue playing like they're playing right now and keep on winning... Sure, that's a possibility. Real quick on this topic, if we make top four, does it say more about Juve or more about Serie A? Mm, a bit 50, of both. 50. Yeah. yeah, it's a bit of both. I mean, the, the league is not weak. I think and it's a bit of both, to be honest. It's a bit a of both. Of it's a bit of both. Tony G, you're a G, buddy. Agree, too. Hit the likes. Hit the likes. Now... Let's get some more going here. Um, again, a couple of these are the same. I'm just going to pick one. Uh, but, mm -hmm. uh, you know, so if you ask the same question, sorry, I didn't highlight yours. But full fitness, what do each of you guys want to see formation-wise? I will stay true to the fact that the 3-5-2 gives this team the best. However, however, I'm not against trying to see a 4-3-3 with everybody fit in the right game, in the right matchup. Again, things are going to get very, very interesting with the schedule. We might not have that opportunity, even if you're looking at a weak opposition because of the fact we're going to have so many games now, every three days essentially playing, other than that break, that stoppage that we get for the international break in stride. But honestly, we might not have that run because of the importance of all the games and everything, I would keep it the same. I would keep it the same uh, because I don't trust a four-man backline with our personnel. So I would just keep it the same, three, five, two. And honestly, some guys are going to be reverted to some substitutions. That's not a bad thing. Di Maria keeping him fresh, keeping Chiesa fresh, whether they can rotate starting, awesome. Pogba, keep him fresh and healthy for the run. Three five two for me, guys. Yeah, I think I would have liked to see a four two three one uh, with Lucatelli Fagioli or Lucatelli Rabio in the middle, 
Pogba ahead, Di Maria on the right, Chiesa on the left. That's what I would like to see, but I think it's impossible with our fullbacks. I, I don't think we can actually play a four-man back line, like you said, so I have to agree. Although I would like to see it, I think 3-5-2 is the safest and best for our roster at the moment. Yeah. If you guys remember the first half of the season, the first 10 weeks, we were going 4-3-3, 3-5-2, this and that, 4-2-3-1. We finally found something that works. Just don't change it. In the, in the summertime, we bring in a different fullback of Sandro Leaves. Remember, we all sort of – we all agree – Sandro's not a left back and a four-man back. So why would we even bother trying that? Bring in the proper players in the summer. You test it in the summer in uh, uh, in friendlies. Just st- Max is probably just going to ride out to 3-5-2. There's no sense in changing it now. Yeah. yeah. Would we like to see it? Sure. But actually, no. I wouldn't want to see a 4-3-3 because I know it's going to be a disaster. And we're going to be like, why the hell did we change? I'm just not, uh, yeah, I think you just keep it rolling. I mean, we've got, we've held the best balance in our play in this. And I think it's only going to get better with guys like Pogba introduced into that lineup. And uh, Kiesa, man, that play Pogba had, are you kidding me? Chest Chest. to head, back down to foot, putting it in stride for the next player. And then we're down and then Kostic ends up crossing it like, it, it, that guy can't be denied at our midfield, but I think if you play a 4-3-3, you play a 3-5-2, makes a huge difference just putting that guy in the middle of the park. That, that's uh, a perfect watching... example. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say, that's a perfect example of, you know, Dom, everybody knows Napoli Dom on the Twitter, you know, friend of the show. He, he's a good dude, likes the banter. He mentioned on his Twitter yesterday, does it look like Pog, Pog was moving in slow motion? And it's like, no, he doesn't have to move quickly. He move, He doesn't have to move fast. He moves quick. Yeah, that, there's a difference. Like uh, any hockey fans out there, same gripes with Marilyn Mew. They're like, he's not skating very fast. He didn't have to. He skated yeah. smart. Pogba runs smart. He moves quick. He doesn't have to be the fastest guy in the field. Yeah, Pogba's still good on the ball. The he doesn't have. He doesn't need the pace. Does he have the pace when right. he was a young kid? No, but he doesn't need it. And the doesn't other thing, it. Pogba is so strong and Correct. big, man. Like guys, he is not easy to get the ball off. He doesn't need to be That's blazing right. fast. He's he doesn't need it. And the guy's got a shot. I thought, I swear to God, when that one oh, fell to him, that volley, I was like, he is going to destroy this to the back post. Didn't quite get it right and got a block. But, man, I was like. Yeah. I, I mean, I stopped, even he knew. I stopped mm-hmm. talking to the customer on the phone, for Christ's sake, because I was like, he's going to score. <laughs> I was like, he's going to score. And I'm sitting up in my seat, and I'm like, God. And then they're like, what? And I was like, oh, the phone's cutting up. Sorry. Yeah, it's static. Yeah. yeah just, um, it's one play that when you know, we didn't talk about because it kind of got cut off early, but that Chiesa dribble in the middle where Nutmeg, that guy, and then got fouled. Yeah. Man, I, I, I saw that in the back of the net. Mm-hmm. Oh, I mean, man. If he would have finished that too, deal. yeah, that would have been great. But and, and, like I said, those guys, the second they come on, it's too, it's a lot for opponents to handle. Um, mm-hmm. the more weapons the better but uh yeah, yeah it, so it's cool. gonna be interesting to see we got uh one more we could probably take as we wrap things up here and it is do you think allegri is convinced with barniche or was it just a warning for praise look again with miretti coming back pogba getting into the mix fajoli's there i don't expect uh, anything for barniche but i do think this was definitely a message 
from Max and I commend him for it and I credit him for it because it's a message that had to be sent. Mm -hmm. And it's a message that shouldn't come periodically, but it needs to remain consistent throughout. What do we talk a lot about lately about Juventus? And when you hear these interviews about ex players and whatnot, it's the culture that Juventus had and starting to lose that culture. This is a small sign of restoring what Juventus once was, and that is the standard, setting the standard, setting the bar. I love this move. It's not so much about Barnechea and him convincing Max or anything like that, but it's about the message to everybody else in the locker room that it is going to be next man up and you have a job to do and you need to do it or you will not see the field. That has to remain always at Juventus. And again, bravo to Max. Okay. Yeah. Your guys' thoughts. I think we're going to see him more than we actually expect. I mean, really? I don't think it was just a one-off thing. I think Allegri is going to integrate him to some degree, not every second game, but I think he is going to use him. And like you said, it's a strong message that we needed to give out to the team. Because at the end of the day, you know, you can talk about how players feel and how they approach games. But to some degree, I don't care that much. I care that they perform well. I don't care if Paredes feels like he's left out or Quadrado or Bonucci feels they deserve more minutes. I care if Juve wins. And whoever gives Juve wins deserves to play. And whoever doesn't can sit on the bench. It's yeah. as simple as that. Yeah. All right. I think this was his third or fourth game called up. This wasn't his first game called up. He yeah. called up yeah. earlier in the season. Lists. He's been on team yeah. yeah, so, hey, it's a great problem. So yeah. happy that we have this problem. Now, guys, okay, so Razzo's always about the crowd. He loves the crowd. <laughs> got, <laughs> got emotional hearing our stadium roar. And uh, did anybody else hear? Look, I always talk about uh, the stadium stuff. I would love to hear. We we heard from Tal from uh, Empire State uh, Fan Club there yesterday that he's been there when it's rocking, and he said specifically, like, and I've been there when it's rock. It's an intimidating place when that place is rocking and whatnot. And, uh, look, we all want to see it. It's great when it's a packed house. But that game, in like, not to say that, you know, it's – when we play certain games and it's boring and it's low, like it's hard to get into it, even if you're there, you know what I mean? And you're, you're trying to get ramped up, but it's like, man, that game yesterday, I wouldn't have sat down. I wouldn't have sat down for that game. Cause it was just, it was great from a standpoint of even being a neutral, whatever, and just watching great game, wild derby. That's easy to get into. That's get to pumped up. You score four goals. Yeah, your crowd's going to be roaring and whatnot. So again, the performance was will play part in that. As far as the stadium atmosphere and everything, I think Juve needs to really get it back. I really do believe that. Um, but when, when are we meeting in in Italy for a game like the old Juvecast crew? We got to figure that out. We got to plan it out. Yeah, everyone. Because we'll get that place rocking, I tell you that. Well, there's oh, 11 of them. We'll help fill the stadium. We'll get the flares. Yeah. Can even hire a van and do you have like a life? We'll make Luca drive. When we I do, don't think though, he can. 
make sure we post it out here and it'd be awesome to get uh, a bunch of like these beauties in the AJC army out there too. It'd be awesome. Awesome. Um, hey, might rather be sure than you guys firing think. away storm the barn. We're going to finish on this one. Juve to win all remaining games, but five this season. Any bets? Take it easy. <laughs> yeah. Take it easy. I said earlier it was too league, early 14. to count, Mike, on top four without the 15 points back, and now you're throwing this at me. Let me put Let it this way. Let us think about this. I gotta I'm going to say this. If, if Juve can consistently bring the attitude and approach they did yesterday, I would take that bet. But... The question is, how confident are we that we can keep that level and that mentality and that consistency? Have we turned the corner and made progress from the beginning of the year till now? I don't think anybody can deny that we haven't made progress. Right, Ant? Come on. You know, you already know what my answer is. Yeah, like, I mean, we've clearly made progress. We just need to see consistently that attitude and approach. All right? Now. Yes, so as things stand right now, we have 18 more games to go this season. Now, considering we go through in the Coppa Italia and Europa League, that's a possibility of eight more games, I believe. Um, So eight more games, that's 26 dropping five five games. We're going to put this on the That's that's crazy. I mean, that it's a good question, but it's a tough bet because we still have to play everyone who's above us in the league. So yeah. we can easily drop points here and there. Man, five. the 10 kit bet, everybody's talking about the 10 kit bet in the chat right now. Look, I was quite confident where we were going and, you know, I just didn't see. That was the day before. Like this. That was the day before we got the 15-point penalty. Yeah. Literally the day before. It was literally the day before. You get that? Like, (laughs) did I jump the gun? Yes. Yes. It was was a little little wild. A little wild. But to your benefit, uh, AJC Army, okay? Because uh, it's looking right now like, man, depending on how we finish, Max could have written himself a pretty solid case Mm -hmm. to stick around. And to be honest... If we're seeing the young integration and we're finishing strong, he gets the guns rolling and get into European play. Might not be a reason to change everybody. There might not be a reason. Like I always said for Max, my doubts were attitude, mentality, and approach. Um, Definitely approach. And I feel that we go too safe. But like I said, as of late, starting to ramp up how much we go on the throttle. It's still early for me to completely change my mind, but you never know. The other thing, too, everybody has to keep in mind is a sporting director. Once we get a sporting director, usually that brings a long change. But it'll be an interesting one to fall by. Let me flip the question. A very strong case, for sure. Let let me quickly flip that question. Let's go. We're going to wrap up on this. Yeah, that's the last one. If we're... Uh, if I'm telling you now, you can sign on losing or dropping points in five more games this season. Would you sign it right now as it is? If or would what, you go sorry? for If the option, the question that he asked, uh, will we drop points in five games until the end of the season? Would you sign that deal right now? Yes. I'm telling you that's how it's going to go. Or would you five aim of higher? like 26 games? 
I'd take it. Potentially. Draw points. That's draws included, right? So you draw points only five games of 26. That's a hell of a run, man. And let's say it's only in the league. Because we're going to do better. Let's go. Let's go. I'm jacked up. I had a great show. I love this. You guys were great. The AGC Army was great. Winning the Derby 4-2. Hey, Torino, Turin, black and white, always has been, always will be. You guys know the drill. We got Roma this weekend, okay? That's going to be another big one. They're next up on deck. Mourinho, Jose Mourinho getting himself in trouble for specifically saying that he got sent off that game. He's going to be suspended for Roma because the referee had a fucking... Oh, my God. pro Juve. Mourinho, you are... Joining the clown show team, all right. So, clown show, there you go, there you go. Welcome to the clown show, Mourinho. You are an absolute joke, that's hilarious. Uh, have fun sitting there watching the game with Rocco Comiso, uh, probably good buddies. Um, I love it, I love it. Us against the world always has been, always will be. The gear is in the YouTube merch store for us, Amici Di Nessuno. Hey. I got mine coming, and that's the way it is. Okay. And oh, before we go, everybody. One before we go, I was lucky enough to be on the Calcio Guys podcast Monday. It came out yesterday. Uh, thank you to Adriano, Nicholas, and Johnny for having me on there. We talked about Juventus. Uh, check them out there on Twitter, Instagram, uh, Spotify. I had a great time over there. So please go over and support those guys. They're a good bunch of dudes. Yeah. I had a great time. They are great guys. Great guys. Calcio Guys. Now, I'm sure it was great with you on it too, Anth. Of course, of course. We're talking, you know. But everybody, Roma's the big one. Daily update videos coming for you, uh, leading the way into the buildup for that one Sunday match day live. Okay, um, I'm just gonna quickly check if you guys uh, know the game time because that might change. It's the, it's the late game. It's, it's the, the late the, game. Beautiful. It's a Sunday Beautiful. Eight thirty a.m. Eastern time for the match day live here. I'll bring you the watch along. Okay, at eleven uh, forty-five. AM my time. All right. Jaltuti, thank you. Live chat. You guys are always amazing. Like the video. And if you're new here, subscribe. As always, fino alla fine, forza Juve. Ciao tutti.